the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Family, we are in unprecedented times. People are hurting, crime is rising, and despite our best efforts, the church is becoming more and more polarized. We have the white church, the black church, Latino church, Asian church, etc., all with important interests, but the principal interest must always be the larger cause of Christ. Jesus said, a house divided cannot stand. So if we're going to survive these uncertain times, it's vital that we deal boldly with the hindrances to our unity, and chief among them is race. When my children were small, I taught them to do four things when they hurt each other. Number one, admit their mistake. Number two, empathize with the pain they caused. Number three, find ways to make things right. And number four, move forward with their relationship. But each of these steps could only take place after a conversation. It's time for us to talk. Join me and leaders like Don Crow, Pastor John Jenkins, Pastor Samuel Rodriguez, Gordon Robertson, and many others by signing the Statement of Change. Go to letstalklive.org. That's letstalklive.org. And we can make a difference together. Welcome to Live Big with Bishop Derek Greer, Senior Pastor of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. Visit gracechurchva.org for this message and to find out more about how you can grow in Christ. We serve a big God, and we believe that His Word calls for us to live big. So our prayer is that this broadcast empowers you to live a life so big that it blesses everyone and everything around you. Let's get into the teaching. Father, open eyes, illuminate hearts. Uh, my prayer today is that after our time of, of seeing your word, Father, that our lives will be changed. We didn't just, you know, wake up this morning and, uh, uh, you know, whether it's on our computer or our phone or our television, we're not viewing just because we want something to do on a Sunday morning. Father, we want our lives changed. So right now, shift all of Grace Church, shift even those that haven't joined Grace Church, but but they really come alongside of us and they worship with us on, the, on Sunday. Change all of our lives because of what we discover in the Word today. And I pray this in the precious name of your Son, Jesus, and we all say amen. So open your Bibles to Genesis chapter 27 and verse uh, 35, and we're going to get started. And as I said a little bit earlier, uh, it's going to take just a little bit longer today to to lay out all the scripture, but it's going to be worth uh, the wait and it's going to be worth all the things that we see. Again, verse 35, but Isaac, Jacob's dad said, your brother came with deceit and has taken away your blessing. Now, just two verses earlier, Isaac, who was the dad, trembled, the Bible says, uncontrollably when he found out that his son had so blatantly lied to him and deceived him. 
And watch what Esau said. Now, Esau is Jacob's brother. And it's going to take a moment to get all these names straight. So Isaac was the dad and Jacob and Esau were brothers. So Jacob deceived his dad. And then Esau said, is he not rightly named Jacob? Now, Jacob's name literally means the deceiving one or supplanter. Now, if God could use someone who started out with as little character as Jacob, there's hope for you and I. Now, some people read these verses, they say, well, why would God use a man like that? Verses like this encourage me. For he has supplanted me these two times. So Jacob did not do this just once. This was how Jacob rolled. This is his MO. This was how he operated. Jacob was the ultimate opportunist. Uh, he put the squeeze on anyone who would let him. How many of us know some Jacobs? How many of us uh, are a Jacob? And, and God's about to cure us as we go on and read these scriptures today. He took away, Esau speaking of what Jacob did to him. He took away my birthright. Now, Jacob was clearly wrong in what he did to, to Esau, but Esau was not completely innocent because the Bible says that Esau actually despised his birthright. You, you don't protect what you don't value and you don't value what you don't appreciate. Uh, don't, don't be that, that guy, that, that man or, or that woman who refuses to see the value of a thing until it's gone. And now, look, he has also taken away my blessing. So again, Jacob stole his birthright. Now he's taken his blessing. But despite the bad character of Jacob, God's hand was still on his life. But here's the deal. The consequences of his sin were still staggering. And you can uh, pick your behavior, but you cannot pick the consequences. And the results was his brother Esau wanted to kill him. Uh, also, Jacob would never see his mother again in life. And then God instantly, immediately enrolled him into the school of hard knocks. Sometimes we really don't grasp how what we do feels to other people until God lets it happen to us. And this is what had to happen with Jacob. Genesis 31 and verse 4. So what God did is he sent uh, uh, Jacob to the ultimate player, his uncle Laban. So in the next uh, few verses, you're going to see the player get played and God knows how to turn the tables on people if necessary. So God, again, had to take Jacob to school and Jacob had to learn what it feels like or felt like to be on the other side of such behavior. So Jacob sent and called Rachel and Leah to the field. Now, I'd be here probably about two hours trying to lay out all the details of this narrative, but you're probably asking, how did Jacob end up with two wives? Well, when he got to Uncle Laban's house, uh, Uncle Laban tricked him into seven years of service uh, for a woman, the Bible says, was hard on his eyes. And then when he found out that he was tricked, he then had to work another seven years for Rachel, the woman that he wanted. And, and I, I've learned in life, and you probably learned in life, you, you make a, a woman feel pretty, uh, she might be remembered for a day, but make her feel ugly, she will never forget. So this marital arrangement was a mess from day one. So Jacob sent and called Rachel and Leah to the field, to his flock, and said to them, he's about to explain to uh, his two wives, who were both daughters of Laban, uh, why they needed to leave uh, the father's farm. Now, God had used Laban to build 
Jacob's character. And, you know, sometimes we have mentors to show us what to do, but also we have mentors to show us what not to do. And it seems that uh, Laban was was the latter. But the class was over uh, because Jacob had learned his his lesson. And there's a difference between quitting and knowing that it's time to, to move on and let go. So at this point, uh, God had actually told Jacob uh, in, in a dream to move on. This is in verse 11. Uh, the circumstances were speaking. We're going to see that in the next verse because uh, Laban's attitude toward Jacob changed. And then the, the probably the biggest miracle was that both wives, Rachel and Leah, agreed. And these women fought the whole last chapter. They were competing with children or through their children. And these women were not in agreement. Strife filled the house. But both of these women agreed that it was time to move on. And when you have two or three witnesses, God's word is confirmed, independent witnesses at that. And then he says, I see your father's countenance, speaking of Laban, that it is not favorable toward me as before. So Jacob submitted to the character building process and the Lord blessed him for it. But as God blessed him, uh, Laban's sons began to get envious and they started counting uh, Jacob's blessings instead of, of their own. You know, sometimes the worst part of, 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 of success is finding people that are happy for you or maybe the hardest part. Uh, but, but the God of my father has been with me. So bad things have happened. Uh, there's a lot of strife, you know, the strife in the house and, and Laban, his boss, the strife between him and, and it's, it's just a mess. Strife on the job, strife, strife in the house. But despite that, he recognized the fact that God, uh, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and again, Jacob is, is after Isaac, the son of Isaac, uh, the God of Isaac and Abraham has been with me. Why? Was it because Jacob was perfect? No, because he stuck with the process. You know, with God, character is infinitely more important than talent. Uh, God has spent so much more energy, at least in my life, trying to build my character than building my platform. And, and that's just the way God is. And you know, now pay attention to this because you see a different Jacob than you saw earlier in the book of Genesis. And you know that with all my might, I have served your father. Faithfulness became Jacob's secret sauce. Uh, no more tricks for Jacob. Even when it hurt, even when he was wrong, even when he was overlooked and unappreciated, Jacob stayed the course. You know, a, a river eventually cuts through rock, not because it's so uh, powerful, but because it's so consistent. Yet your father has deceived me and changed my wages. Watch this. Ten times. So just because someone does you wrong doesn't mean you're necessarily at that moment released from your assignment. Sometimes it's not until the tenth time that God makes a move. And I don't really like this either, but, but the, the, the reality is, uh, faith includes trusting God even when you don't understand. And it was only at the tenth time that God finally moved. And you may be on the third or fourth and, and it's not fair and it's the, the unfairness of it is real, but God is working a process in you and you need to stay the course. Uh, if that's what the Lord wants you to do at this time. But God did not watch this. The guy did everything he could to, 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 uh, undermine Jacob. But watch this. But God did not allow him to hurt me. 
It has taken me years to learn this, but God is greater than anything anyone can ever do to me. I used to feel, um, you know, the Bible talks about turning the other cheek and, and, and praying for your enemies and loving your enemies. I'm like, I'm just going to let people get over on me. But, but what I've learned over time is, is no one can hurt me more than God can bless me. And this was something that Jacob learned in, in, in his life. You know, I, I found that, you know, it says it in the word, but I found it in my life. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. He plays the backboards better than anyone else I know, anyone else I could ever imagine. He specializes in getting the rebound. My setbacks, you know, may amuse you, but, but I'll tell you what, my comeback is going to confuse you. And this uh, has become my attitude as I've gotten a little bit older in life because the will of God will never take me where the grace of God can't keep me. Genesis 30 and verse 25. Watch how God turned things around for Jacob. And I believe God wants to turn some things around for you, but you got to go through the class. You, 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 you got to, uh, you know, you got to take the test in order to graduate, to go to the next level. And so far, Jacob has passed his test with flying colors. Verse 25. And it came to pass When Rachel had born Joseph, that Jacob said to Uncle Laban, send me away that I make, it was his time. Um, Again, God had spoken, the circumstances were speaking, his wife even uh, agreed, send me away that I may go to my own place and to my own country. Give me my wives and my children for whom I have served you and let me go. For you know my service, which I have done for you, which this is important. Jacob's service spoke for itself. You know, better to hear well done than well said. And Joseph, I'm sorry, not Joseph, Jacob here has uh, uh, really, really served with his whole heart. And he had learned a lesson. He didn't get here by deceit and trickery. He did the hard work. And a lot of folks just want someone to rub a blessing on them. But sometimes you you guys just roll up your sleeves and just serve until you get to the breakthrough. And Laban said to him, watch this, please stay. Always do more than 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 is required of you. Uh, and, And only then would you become irreplaceable. And actually, he was able to write a blank check because he had done more than was asked. So when you go to the job, do you just do what's asked or do you do more than is asked? Do you look around the corner? Do you try to get ahead of things? Or are you constantly behind the eight ball? Jacob was promoted because he served with his whole heart. And uh, Laban, you know, recognized. Let's keep going. He said, please stay. He says, now Laban is actually appealing to, to Jacob. If I have found favor in your eyes, for I have learned by, it says in the New King James Version, experience, but the other translations say divination. So this was not a good man here, uh, this Laban, that the Lord has blessed me, watch this, for your sake. Sometimes you're in other people's lives uh, to, to bless them. And sometimes it doesn't seem to be blessing you, but God's teaching you a lesson. But actually your presence and you submitting to the process brings a blessing to, to the other person. But what I want you to see here is even Laban, a man full of the devil, uh, knows the importance or knew the importance of, of good service. So how much more God here. So Laban the devil. So if you, your boss is the devil. Even the devil can recognize good service. Then he said, name your wages or write your own check and I will give it. Uh, most of us would have asked for a raise, but, but Jacob, uh, ha- has become his own man by this time. The school of hard knocks had taught him some things and all he wanted was an opportunity. Let's skip to verse 31. 
And Jacob said, you shall not give me anything. I like the independence of this guy. He's believing God. He's not believing in a man. If you will do this for me, I will again feed and keep your flocks. Let me pass through all your flock today, removing from there all the speckled and spotted sheep and all the brown ones among the lambs and the spotted and the speckle amongst the goats. And these shall be my what? wages. So this man who once stole uh, a birthright, once stole, uh, tried to steal his brother's uh, blessing, finally became a man of integrity. So, you know, uh, here, and the reason we see that is because Jacob selected um, the, the most obvious livestock to be his. So it would be obvious if, it, if he was stealing again, if the sheep did not belong to him, it would be obvious by looking at the sheep. It didn't, he didn't even require a brand. Uh, it was real, real clear. Uh, the, and also the speckled and the spotted and the streak were uh, the smallest percentage in a, a near Eastern uh, farm. So, uh, you know, when the, his, his flock grew, only God could, could get the glory. And this is important. When you come out of the storm, you will not be the same person who walked into the storm. And that is what the storm is all about. So if you're dealing with the crisis, you know, you, you have a before and an after. And God is after the after. And he'll lead you into situations with Labans and, and various challenges because of what it's going to produce in you when you get to the other side. Skip to verse 34. And Laban said, Oh, that it were according to your word, meaning... You have a deal. And he was excited about it. But Laban, you know, he walked away again. This, this man does not have good character. Uh, he's shaking his head. He's like, man, Jacob is stupid. This guy doesn't know it, what, what, what he's doing. But when the Lord is on your side and it's your time, what can man do to you? Uh, Uncle Laban, though, still has some tricks. But let, let's keep going. Genesis 31 and 10. And it happened at the time when the flocks conceived that I, now uh, Jacob is the one speaking, that I lifted my eyes and saw in a dream. So it's, it's uh mating season and God gives Jacob a dream and behold, the rams, which leaped upon the flocks, that that's a polite way to say the rams that got busy uh, were streaked, speckled and gray spotted. So, you know, Laban thought that Jacob chose uh, all, all the losers and, but, but really he selected the winners. Uh, but, you know, just looking on the outside of the things is, 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 you know, you got to stop that because God sees the heart. He sees the spirit of the thing. He sees inside a thing and everything is not always what it seems. Then the angel of God spoke to me in a dream. Some say this was Jesus himself. Uh, so we see Jacob here has inside information. And, and I'll tell you, when you have inside information, you have an advantage. God had spoken to him and shown him something. Laban, who thought that he, you know, was schooling his nephew again, uh, was, was actually trapped in, in his own schemes. And the angel uh, of God spoke to me in a dream. Um, and, and he said, what? Uh, what did Jacob say? Here I am. You see, you don't necessarily have to be smarter than the next guy or the, the, the next guy. Just learn to be like Jacob and say, here I am. The greatest men in the Bible had this statement. Here I am, Lord. Uh, use me. Whether it was Moses, whether it was Paul. Uh, here we see uh, Jacob. Uh, also, uh, it was the case with Abraham. It's one of the greatest sentences you can make to God when he gives you direction. Here I am, Lord. I am your servant. I will obey. And he lifted, uh, oh, and he said, lift your eyes now and see all the rams. Um, 
Now, he's talking about the rams that are getting busy because he's using this language again, leaping on the flocks, and they're streaked, speckled, and gray spotted. So God secretly gave the streaked, speckled, and gray spotted rams a supernatural love potion. God still knows how to do it. He created sex and he knows how to work it. For I have seen all that Laban is doing to you. God sees what's going on. It's not happening to you because God doesn't see. God is sometimes trying to work something out in you. And if you learn your lesson, though, God will move you on. There will come graduation. You will move on to the next level and you will move on far stronger and more blessed than you ever imagined, just like Jacob here. And then he says, God is speaking. I am the God of Bethel, where you anointed the pillar and where you made a vow to me. God remembers our vows. He remembers our pledges. He remembers our commitment to him, his name and his work. And all that's about to happen is is really captured in this last sentence. It was because Jacob made a pledge to actually tie the few chapters earlier. Let's go there uh, quickly and uh, then we'll begin to. To, to wrap up. Then Jacob, verse 28, verse 20 of Genesis. This is when Jacob made a vow. Then Jacob made a vow saying, if God be with me and keep me in this way that I'm going and give me bread to eat and clothing to put on so that I, that I may come back to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God. Now, for those of us that think, you know, tithing is legalistic and all that other stuff, um, God honored it uh, for, for his people, even before the law, he studied the Bible a little bit more closely because the law of Moses didn't come to about 400 years after this particular event. Now here's the deal. If you're looking for an excuse not to trust God, you're going to always find one. But if you're looking for an opportunity to trust God or to go further with God, you'll also always find that. And this stone, which I have set as a pillar shall be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will surely give a tenth to you. So basically he said, God, if you give me food, clothing and get me home, you know, at the end of the day, you can always count on my tithe, my 10%. 10% is where we start, you know, that that's just the foundation. But ultimately, you know, I, we're going to work and we're doing all the things we do. So we have enough uh, to give and and to get behind the kingdom of God uh, that, that changes uh, people's lives eternally, uh, et cetera. But, but now watch how God honors this commitment in Jacob's life. Genesis chapter 30 and verse 37. Are you still with me? All right. Now Jacob took for himself, so he made this pledge to God. And because of this pledge or this vow or this commitment, God's about to finally, it took, you know, his wages being changed 10, 10 times. It's probably, he's probably close to the 20th year of serving, um, uh, Laban. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot, a lot is going on here, but, but finally his time has come. And when your time comes, no one can stop you, but you don't want to be early. You don't want to be late. When your time comes, step into it. Now, Jacob took for himself rods of green poplar and of the almond and of the chestnut, uh, trees peeled white strips in them and exposed the white, which was in the rod. So he put spotted rods. It's a little hard to, to understand all this going on here. Uh, but basically when he carved little notches into uh, the bark, the bark uh, in many of those plants was darker and the, the meat of the um, wood, it was, was light or white. So you, you, you saw this speckled uh, and spotted 
wood. And a lot of folks, they're like, wow, this must have been some ancient, you know, uh, mating uh, method that, that he, he used. No, God just has a way of choosing the foolishness of this world to put the shame the wise and and God just loves to do that. You know, we we think we're so smart and you know we, we're we're so on top of things, but God uses dumb things like lay hands on the sick and they recover. A hand can't fix anybody, but it's the obedience that that causes God to do uh, what He He does. Just stop trying to figure everything out and learn to just trust Him. And the rods which He had peeled, He set before the flocks in the gutters, in the watering troughs where the flocks came to drink so that they should conceive when they came to drink. So basically, as the animals came to drink, that's typically where they would mate. And uh, he has these rods up, these spotted rods. So the animals, when they're doing their thing, they're looking at these, these rods. So the flocks conceived before the rods, and the flocks brought forth streaked, speckled, and spotted. This is the Live Big Broadcast with Derek Rear. We pray that you were inspired to think big, do big, and live big. Our goal is to compel you to live in a way that overflows and blesses those around you. We invite you to meet us online for vibrant worship and strong Bible teaching each Sunday and Wednesday on social media or gracechurchva.org. You can also tune in to the Live Big broadcast on television. So check your local TV listings or visit gracechurchva.org for the broadcast schedule. That's all the time we have. But until next time, remember, you have what it takes in Christ. To live big. Family, we are in unprecedented times. People are hurting, crime is rising, and despite our best efforts, the church is becoming more and more polarized. We have the white church, the black church, Latino church, Asian church, etc., all with important interests, but the principal interest must always be the larger cause of Christ. Jesus said, a house divided cannot stand. So if we're going to survive these uncertain times, it's vital that we deal boldly with the hindrances to our unity, and chief among them is race. When my children were small, I taught them to do four things when they hurt each other. Number one, admit their mistake. Number two, empathize with the pain they cause. Number three, find ways to make things right. And number four, move forward with their relationship. Each of these steps could only take place after a conversation. It's time for us to talk. Join me and leaders like Don Crow, Pastor John Jenkins, Pastor Samuel Rodriguez, Gordon Robertson, and many others by signing the Statement of Change. Go to letstalklive.org. That's letstalklive.org, and we can make a difference together. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.